Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to another edition of the Advanced Analytics Podcast. Um, this is an excellent episode you're about to listen to, but I just wanted to add a caveat that it was recorded two weeks ago. Um, yeah. Paul got the audio when it was recorded and he sat on it for a week and didn't do anything about it. And so I took it off and I was like, I'll release the podcast. And then I also sat on it for a week. Probably should have given it to JT to sit on it for another week. But anyway, here it is. It's now been uploaded and uh, it's an absolute classic. Enjoy. And please tell your friends about the, the best worst basketball podcast of the world, Advanced Analytics. Cheers. James Harden has been traded to the Nets. Kyrie Irving went missing. There's some debate about where he went missing to. Steph Curry scored 60 points. Um, this is a podcast. My name about the NBA, obviously. My name is Guy Williams. Shit, I'm a good host. I'm joined by my brother. His name is Paul Williams. Hello. And I'm joined by uh, my friend, JT. Hello, and I think you are a good host, Guy, so I just want to give you that positive uh, feedback. I'm doing a professional job, um, and I love talking about basketball. This is a podcast called Advanced Analytics. Welcome to the show. We've been away for a little bit, and so much has happened. Um, JT, you messaged me before the... Um, uh, before the podcast with your suggested topics? I did. You, you just wrote, Harden fat suit, Kyrie, no comment, JT's social <laughs> media corner, hot take chicken, and this season is crazy, and I feel like it shouldn't count in the history books. Um, start there. Why is this season crazy and it shouldn't count in the history books? Uh, okay, so th- this, well, this season definitely is crazy. All the blowouts won... All like the COVID stuff is pretty seems pretty big deal still, and I feel like there is just lots of teams that are really bad and then they're good. Maybe that's like our strength of schedule, but it just seems so wildly different from week to week. So just scrap it, I reckon. Like play it out, but just don't count it. Paul, do you reckon we should scrap the season? Well, I'm keen, but I don't know. Like, this is going to be maybe a rough year for the Magic, so I'm um, pretty keen for that. It is such like I was looking at the standings before this, and it's crazy. Like, why are the Heat so bad and the Raptors so bad, and then the Knicks and the Cavs are good? What's going on? I don't think the Knicks and Cavs are good, but it is weird how no, bad. The but like Raptors they've been, they've been good so far. I don't understand how the Knicks are good. I've, I've, I watched the first three Knicks games because I put money on AJ Barrett for most improved. And just spoiler alert, averaging 20 points on shooting like 480 in the last four games. So <laughs> looks like a good bet. But I don't – so all I saw, these are their two plays. Uh, Julius Randle attempts to like point forward it up the court and gets it turned over. 
or the other players, all the four other guys just try and desperately get it to Julius Randle in the post. <laughs> I don't understand so, how this is winning basketball. So, so I just watched um, Magic, Magic C Team versus Knicks, and yeah, it was crazy. Like neither team could score, and it was like the only way teams scored were by um, tip, tip and putbacks. So like they'd um, miss a shot well enough that it would hit the rim, and then they'd manage to like tip it in. And um, yeah, it was not it was not the best game to watch. Can I? Um, you're a masochist for trying to watch it. Can I just um, uh, point out that the Knicks are not good, and they've just had a couple of decent wins, but they're like teams are shooting like record low three point percentage against them. Like I think they're they're having a bit of luck to start the season. Mm. So so I don't. Do think have, that's they've had either. I always struggle to understand strength of schedule, like. I think they've had the fifth hardest schedule so far or the fifth e- easiest. Again, I don't understand it. Guys, I think you're forgetting about something obvious. The Tom, Thibodeau, the Tom Thibodeau effect, baby. <laughs> Defensive mastermind. Yeah. I'm with you, JT. Knicks are good now. Paul, there's a bit of um, – um, just to just to pull back the Wizards curtain for a second, um, we're using a hand system to talk um, and uh, – uh, JT has pointed out that you haven't used the hand system so far. I, u- I used it when I said hi. No one else. You weren't using it at the start of the podcast. So I decided we'd scrapped it. And then ever since then, I haven't used it. Right. And just for the record, I Paul, uh, guy, you're really throwing me under the bus. I said in the chat, at Paul, are you respecting the hands? I wasn't saying you, Paul, was disrespecting the hands. Just asking. <laughs> genuine question. Guy, that laugh you just did, there was no hand. So please <laughs> put your hand up if you're going to laugh. Just everyone think- mark the hand when you're going to talk. That's all I'm saying. And laugh. Now, nah, laughs are fine. No, la- no hand for laugh. We've all clicked the hand at the same time. <laughs> this is so, this is a shambles system. No, because when you unclick, if you see multiple hands, you're like, you're like, oh, I'm going to be the bigger man. I'm going to unclick. <laughs> so the Knicks. So the Knicks, I'm click the hand. The Knicks are the are the bottom of the table, and I think they'll be hitting there soon because I don't, I do not think they're good. But it's nice. They're not bottom a, of the table. It's no, no, they're playoffs right now. No, I'm just saying they'll be hitting there. They're, they're hitting there. Don't get me wrong. I guarantee they'll be. Manual quickly the bottom looks the good. Okay, that talking over each other there was your fault. You had no hand going. So. Paul, you just click in the um, you just click in the hand like a crazy person. No, because I'm talking right now. <laughs> no, you, Paul, you, gotta you hit want it, you, to talk. Yeah, you got to hit it before you talk, and then you sort of like. I think. I think actually, Paul's your innovation is quite good. So let's combine them. You click it when you want to talk, and then maybe when you're like fin- you're finishing your ramble, you sort of unclick like so. <laughs> oh, well, so so you're supposed to put it up to like book a talking time in advance. Yes, yes, yes. That's how it works. Why well don't you've cracked the code? Now I booked this talking time, and I'm going to say this. <laughs> The Lakers are locked in at favorite as favorites at the top of the table, and it looks like no one is close to them at the moment. Um, that's my that's my point that I want to make. End of hand. Okay, I've Here's got a my point. hand. Okay, <laughs> JT, you go first. Sorry, my Paul. That was that was actually that was really like we handed it at the exact same time. Uh, mm. My point was I just want to put it out there. I'm th- I'm thinking my my previous my hot take that the Mavericks were going to be. Um, number one of the Western Conference is not looking great. 
<laughs> no, it's not. Agreed that the the Mavs are one of those teams that is really looking underperforming so far, right? But um, I'll tell you one team who's not underperforming so far. The okay, I didn't really have one. Utah Jazz. How good? <laughs> they're they're, 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 they're all right. They've, they've won five in a row, which has been quite exciting. Um, six, I think. Even I might have made that up. Actually, that's the. I've that got a conspiracy six. theory. I had the unfortunate um, experience of watching a game on ESPN recently, and I've got a conspiracy theory that they're hiding the Lakers from the promos because the NBA is so lopsided in their favor this year. They're just so much better than everyone else at the moment that they don't want to make it seem like a foregone conclusion. So the ad plays like, "Whose year is this in the NBA? Is it Curry's? Is it Giannis's? Or is it Kawhi's?" And I'm like, wow, the NBA is really exciting this year. And then I was like, no, wait a minute. It's LeBron. They've just left him out of the um, promo because they don't want to make the NBA regular season seem pointless because um, the Lakers are such clear and obvious favorites. So maybe I'm going out on a limb here, but I really don't feel like the Lakers are that. Like, they're the best team. I agreed. But the Clippers, it is criminal that the Clippers aren't better than they are. They will be scary to play in the playoffs. And... I actually think likewise the Celtics and obviously, of course, the New York Knicks. Uh, in my opinion, the Celtics are looking pretty patchy and um, obviously just having, um, you know, issues with um, with depth and uh, uh, just, yeah, I, I don't know, just those, those guys, those two guys, Jalen Brown and uh, uh, Tatum are coming along, but um, I can't say the same thing about that guy who used to play for the Hornets. I've forgotten his name. That's how good I am at podcasting about the NBA, but um, the Lakers Kimber. are looking far and above the best team. They're performing great. They're stacked. They got better. The players that they've added, uh, Montrez, Harrell, etc., are dominating. Like they're just, they're running away with it. It's a cakewalk, baby. Harrell sucks. Harrell, Harrell gets played off the court in any playoff game. The end. Also, um, Lakers had no answers for the, the Golden State Warriors just yesterday. Yeah, your teams they're gonna they're gonna drop a couple of games and they have you know they have some bad spells, but AD is heading towards MVP if KD can't win it, and uh, yeah, Lakers I think at the moment are too are too too good, and that's why we're going back to back when the Lakers used to be dominant, where the NBA is just doing crazy trades to distract from the fact that they're definitely going to win. I want to go back to you saying if KD can't win it, do you think KD? Can win MVP with Harden and Irving on his team. Yeah, well, so far Katie's just been so impressive that I'm just like Katie's the favorite, but he'll probably sit out games and stuff. That's what I'm saying. But and also the story, right? Like to come back from an Achilles, and and also with Katie, it's not like he's just had the Achilles. He had that Jones fracture, fracture in his like fifth year. It's an incredible story. If he comes back, he's playing like 40 minutes a game, which is mad, and he's got career numbers. So I think the story's there for him. Yeah, right. I just think, but like now that Harden's there, don't you think like, I just can't imagine a teammate of James Harden, current James Harden winning MVP, but, but I, I think because Harden, but because Harden joined a little bit into the season, I agree. I think if they'd started together, no chance, but that little window yeah. of KD being awesome for like 10 games without him, that's enough. I, mm-hmm. um, I shouldn't have really said the award. Cause what I really mean is that like, I think the two best. I think the best player in the league by a mile is KD, and the second best player is probably AD. And I thought that was kind of cool that their names kind of rhymed a little bit. I thought that was interesting. 
Paul, Paul, I'd like to give, I'd like to give you a shout out, Paul. A little, I want to put the spotlight on you. Uh, About about two weeks ago, which would have been two weeks after our last podish, I was I was watching the Warriors and I thought, man, Paul is going to have to eat a lot of crow on the next podcast because these Golden State Warriors are not good. And wow, boy, oh boy, I was I was wrong. Well, I mean, they're still not great, right? But they're getting there. Um, they, uh, like, I still think it, they're kind of scary because, like, they're, like, where are they? They're, they're in the playoffs currently. I know there's a long way to go, but, um, and they've beaten some pretty good teams. But I still feel like, you know, like, Ubre's been pretty bad. Like, they're, they're, I don't think they've really played that well yet, other than, like, obviously Curry having, like, 60 points or whatever. Um, you know, I, I feel like they, they're far from hitting their strides. Okay, well, um, I, I've got a morbid prediction. I don't want to say this. I was going to say it about KD too. I'm really worried that Steph Curry is not going to make the season. He's going to get injured because his usage is just so crazy high. And he's coming back from injury as it is. He's older now. There's so much pressure on him to run that offense that I just feel like he's not going to last the season. He's going to break down. I I'm sorry to say that it sounds sick, but I'm worried about KD too for the same reason. Right. Well, I've got I've got something to say on that, and I also I don't want to sound callous here, but Steph Curry, who cares? I've seen all I need to see of Steph Curry. Great for the league if he's healthy. Don't really care, but it makes me sick with worry to think about KD. Mm. Yeah, I feel you. Wait, wait, what are you saying about Steph? I, I'm saying I don't care if he like it. Wouldn't be that. I don't want to ever see anyone get hurt, but if he was like, oh, I've got a season-ending season injury next week, I wouldn't be that gutted because, you know, if I want to see people jack up three, so I can watch Lillard or Trey Young, but there's only one KD. Whoa, I really disagree. <laughs> to me, Curry <laughs> is is the, is that guy in the league. Yeah, that was a, that was a, cra- that was a, that was a, that was a, cra- that was a crazy thing to say. Um, I don't want to see. It, it doesn't J- matter this year because because they're not contenders really, except for Paul thinking. I think that. JT but, loves um, the yeah. um, mid range game. Is that true, JT? Yeah, it's just Your a pr- it's just, uh, like it's a style thing. Uh, exactly right. And if, and if I want to see like someone just shoot loads of threes off the dribble and take deep threes, I prefer Dame. He's really Dame's a lot better looking. I disagree. I do you think I, uh, do, you, do you think Steph's better looking than Dame? Just pure looks. I don't think it's. Cl- I think Steph's quite ratty. I don't know. I love um, Steph, da- Dame is a, Dame is a lot better looking than um, Steph. Steph is not a good looking, but that's his 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 power has been the greatest three point shooter of all time, not his looks. Duncan Robinson is the greatest three point shooter of all time. Take that back. No, <laughs> no, he's not. Stats don't, stats don't lie. If you're going to say best shooter off the dribble or creating his own shot. Sure, but the the best shooter and one and a half I think, seasons is Duncan Robinson. Yeah, no, but I think you got to play more than one season to be the greatest of all time. Okay, let I me mean, mark it in my calendar. When can I? When can JT, I say JT, 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 after JT. multiple championships. J- JT, mm. yeah, JT, you 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 are abusing that. Can I first of all say you are abusing the hand system that you pioneered? <laughs> Well, sorry, you guys have just sorry. left yours on. No, so I no well, JT my, I, has because he's on talking. I, I apologize. Now, I just want to say this now. JT, not only is he abusing the hand system, but he is drunk, all right? 
First of all, he said it would be fine if Curry gets injured for the rest of the season, which was a weird thing to say. And it was good on Paul for calling him out for that because it was bizarre, right? And then, and then. Most lovable player, I reckon. And then, and then, and then. And then to get out of it, you know, I say like, well, you got to give Curry credit for being like the greatest three-point shooter of all time. And then JT says, no, Duncan Robinson is. And that's a funny joke. And I like laughed in my head. I didn't laugh out loud. It wasn't that good. And then JT doesn't seem to be joking. He thinks Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson is a better shooter than Steph Curry. That is the most insane take this podcast has ever had. And we... Is a we're a podcast that specializes in insane takes. Okay, I'm gonna turn I my, think, I'm gonna turn I my hand no, on. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate. I think Duncan Robinson could be the greatest shooter of all time, but we no, need this more is than fu- one season. I'm gonna walk off the pod. I'm gonna walk off the pod. This is disgraceful. No, okay. like give him I reckon you need to see at least six years before you can say. Someone's the greatest of all He's time. He's not even close. This okay, is well, shocking. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He needs to. He needs. He needs to do more than one year of okay, uh, pretty good. Well, good three. This is white. This is this is white supremacy. This is white supremacy. No, this is. Like, I'm just going to give you some numbers. Okay, let the numbers do the talking. True shooting career. Steph Curry, six hundred point six. So point six two three. Duncan Robinson, career, 0.675. Three-point percentage, career, 4.38 for Duncan Robinson, 4.33 for Steph Curry. That's, I'm just saying. really close. Yeah, exactly. But, but, this is, but Steph Curry has played is, how many years? Yeah, he's played seven times the amount of games as Duncan Robinson, but so what? Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. Wait till he's played seven and yeah, then okay. we can compare them. Okay, that's Jay, fine. I accept re- that. R- remind me in in a decade, and then we'll talk. For, for I don't anyone see who's it. following I the, Duncan, for anyone following the hand system, we all had our hands turned on. Then the hand system is not working at all. It is broken down because JT has officially launched the worst take in this podcast history, <laughs> and he's he's defending it in the same way that Paul does which just like Google some stats real quick. Duncan Robinson isn't the first, second, or third option on his team. Steph Curry has led a yeah, team guy, to multiple championships. Yeah, he's just talking about okay, three-point so- shooting. But I, I'm with I'm with you, but I'm not counting Duncan out. I think in 10 years, we'll, we, it's just too early. No, he you can't know? even even saying the that. The sample is size is tiny. Right, but I've got my hand up. I'm respecting the system, and this is what I want to say. If you had to – your life is on the line, okay? Life is on the line, and Mm. you had a catch – I'm already planning my answer. You had an open (laughs) catch and shoot, okay? Open catch and shoot. Yeah, Steph Curry. I I would just – I would think to myself, who has the higher percentage of shots made? It's Duncan Robinson. I'd go with Duncan. This I'm is the stupidest. Ar- this is the stupidest argument of all time. It's because Duncan Robinson is not a primary scorer on an NBA team, so he doesn't get guarded. Like, what? Do you know who the best shooter is? It's probably like bloody like um, uh, 
some bench player for the Wizards or something. It's like it's like you've got to look in the context of the game. Does Duncan Robinson even start? Like this is oh, I just want to violence isn't always the option, but sometimes it is. And I want to drive around to JT's house and fight him. This is so stupid. Interesting headline I've just seen. Miami Heat star named best catch and shoot threat in NBA history. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Okay, that's ridiculous. Um, I think let's move on. This this argument needs to happen in 10 years. So I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go too much about the um, the the big market rant, but I just noticed something interesting, and that is LeBron, AD, Kawhi, Paul George, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie, seven of the top um, players in the league. Um, I mean, maybe not Kyrie, but the rest of them all are, um, including all of the top players with signature shoes, like all the most marketable players from Nike and Adidas, Mm -hmm. if you go to Foot Locker, the shoes that are available there have all pushed their way to New York or Los Angeles. That's crazy. That is crazy. I didn't really think of that. Hey, guys, I know we've moved up. Obi Toppin, a name you didn't mention. Apologies for over-talking you, Paul. I didn't see your hand just, but I look, I still apologize. But I've I've got some breaking news for the pod. I would like to. If it's I Duncan like, Robinson related. I'm it is, but leaving. no, but you're gonna. No, no, but this is good. This is good. I would like to walk back some of my earlier comments. Choose because, your next words very carefully. Okay, okay. It's all I'm gonna say is, um, photo of Heat star Duncan Robinson's girlfriend sparks controversy. She's a mega a mega girl. Well, Not I great. I said it before, this is white supremacy, even suggesting that Duncan yeah. Robinson was good, and then now it's proven. I think Duncan yeah, Robinson's for- definitely what I think he's definitely the whitest guy in the league, thoughts. No, nah, definitely yeah, well, um yeah. Jokic. Jokic. Mm, nah, Duncan I think the whitest sponsor is a noodle. Asher dry noodles. You can't you can't count European guys. I think I'm talking oh, like American born. Steve JJ He's not. In the, he's been in the league for like ten years. Oh, who's the white guy the Lakers have? The the, the new new Stephen. Blake. Oh, Alex Caruso. Yeah. Nah, disagree. Mm, he's not that disagree. white. Duncan Robinson. J- AJ Reddick's quite white. The way he always describes watches as timepieces. That's like up there with the oh, whitest thing yeah. you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I've never noticed that. Is he like, this is a beautiful timepiece. I made the mistake of listening to two episodes of his podcast. And he, he said, I'm a watch guy. And I should have been like, warning sign, get out of this podcast. And then <laughs> he probably said the word timepiece about 14 times in an hour. <laughs> I made the mistake today of listening to my guy, Terrence Ross's podcast. I just watched clips on his Twitter account and it's got kind of conspiracy theory vibes. Like they were talking about um, the, um, how Netflix's um, propaganda is just a propaganda machine and stuff. And like, sure. Like the odd thing on Netflix, but they were like making ties from the founders of Netflix and they were like hit the founder of Netflix, his great, great uncle, second uncle is, Sigmund Freud 
This is so good. Wow. And what's the connection? Because I didn't know Freud was a big um, cabal guy, but is he deep state? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Man. I didn't know. I, I didn't know to the Freud. Episode. I, I didn't know Freud um, predicted the um, uh, advent of um, online television streaming and was an early investor in Netflix. Yeah. Well, was I tried Freud googling re- it. Was Freud I was related like, to the Rothschilds? They they then go into that. Terence Ross starts talking about like the eight families or whatever. Uh oh, that's anti. That the uh oh. Yeah, I'm not saying Terence. Yeah, I'm not saying Terence Ross is an anti-Semite, but trust me, as soon as in, in general, there's a basically a, a rule with um, a general rule with conspiracy theories. At the point you start to, it's called the anti-Semitic point of no return, and it's at you, when you start talking about the Illuminati, banking cabals, or the Rothschilds. Those, it's the same anti-Semitic yeah, right. conspiracy that's been around a hundred years. Well, no, hundreds, if not thousands. Yeah, Paul, okay, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying this is a, um, a red flag for your boy Terence Ross of the um, Orlando Magic, but it is a red flag with a white circle and a black swastika in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's they, so, um, that's so crazy that Terence Ross has a podcast. It's amazing. Well, I've been avoiding it out of fear for those reasons, and I was just looking <laughs> on his Twitter to see if he'd done any tweets like about like Markel. Um, you know, stay strong kind of thing. Um, and the crazy thing is then they start talking about like what propaganda they're pushing on um on Netflix. And the the main example, the so there's three hosts, I think. There's Terrence, there's a guy, and there's a girl. And the yeah, the girl was like, Have you guys seen 13 Reasons Why? They're really glorifying suicide. So the propaganda uh, they're pushing is that suicide is good i guess oh, oh, man. it's it, it's it's crazy and, and and don't get me wrong i'm sure you could say that um netflix is definitely like progressive but uh yeah to claim it's a propaganda network is pretty full out and uh yeah w- worrying signs yeah. for your boy terence ross it'll be uh, please update us on that story like i'm quite interested to how that to be he, um, in in unravels. this clip he was quite um he was a passenger for sure but he did yeah he did start talking about the eight families or whatever it is but um yeah i don't well, want to look I, into it too much i think that the that the sad thing is you'd find that like probably 80% of the pop, of like the population is in some sort of at the very least believes in things that are sort of uh, pushing the realms of reality and goes into like blatant science and sort of factual denial. So, I mean, yeah. the, anti- the anti-Semitic vibes aren't great, but Tyrus is probably just a product of the times, unfortunately. Hmm. I don't yeah, think this, this, he... this... Paul, you just have your hand <laughs> locked on, so you're always indicating I just turned it talking. off. <laughs> yeah. I turned it off. Well, I, yeah, I, I really want to. I really want to. Um, I really want someone to analyze me because there's definitely pro conspiracy theories that I've bought into over the years, and you kind of like they're so subtle, you don't even you don't even realize sometimes. I feel. Um, I want I mean, to talk I'm about. I'm constantly trying to get get new conspiracy theories. I'm more of like an author of conspiracy theories than a follower. I think. <laughs> What's one you've been working on? Uh, I haven't really been cooking up any recently, but. Um, but you know there'll there'll be some in the pipeline soon. I think JT, I, I JT, I definitely believe the moon landing um, happened. Do you believe the moon landing was faked? 
Just saying, why is that flag blowing in the wind? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm with. I'm they, with um, they, on this. They, I want to hear. They, no, they used the bar to hear, hold it up. But it's still like moving. I think it's Paul, you've got your hand locked on. <laughs> you've got your hand locked on again. If if there's a silence in the podcast, guys, it's because Paul has got his hand just locked on, and we're waiting for him to talk. Oh, I was talking. I was talking. Nah, I think you. I think you had some inadvertently muted. Oh, okay. That's I. Um, that's funny because the the ha- the hand button is right next to the mute button, so it's quite awkward. Mm. I want to hear. So JT's conspiracy, and I, I have heard other people maybe kind of. I saw someone on Twitter mention it, but James Harden and his weight loss uh, when he got to to Brooklyn. Yeah, so I'll talk about this, but I'm like embarrassed to talk about this. So when James Harden <laughs> went to when James Harden played that first game in Brooklyn, he looked real thin, right? And I and people, someone put up a, on Twitter a side by side photo of him at um in that game for the Rockets where it's looking real porky. So I texted you two saying. Man, it was hard and wearing a fat suit. That's incredible. Like, how's he done this? I believe. And then today, I believe the term you used was um, was he nutty professoring us? <laughs> yeah, and just for the and just for the record, I'm I'm only using that and that example because it's the most recent comically bad fat suit I could think of. That's uh, okay. There's no other oh, reason. Yeah. And then today, I went on Twitter and I saw Barstool Sports post. Was James Harden doing a pr- nutty professor? And I was mortified. My, oh, my, wow. my takes are like Barstool sports takes. And that is <laughs> That's horrible. why you kept it quiet. And and you, you must have been gutted when I brought it up just then. Uh, yeah, real gutted. But then it made me think, what ne- if you were a network, like a sports network, what one would you be? So uh, I'll go first to buy you guys some thinking time. I think I'd be like a hoops hype, like an Instagram highlight account. Um, I reckon you'd be Stephen A. Smith, just like piping hot takes and who knows if you believe them or not. I don't really follow any of it, but I think I'd be like Bleach. I think is it Bleacher Report who always do like song parodies and um, ga- Game of Zones or whatever, I think I'd be that. I would be. Um, I would be that um, that mental dude who does um, who voices over like um, the you know when they you know they do like two minute YouTube recaps of the games. And there's that one guy who you get oh, every yeah. couple of weeks who's like, uh, and this week the New York Knicks are taking on the Boston Celtics, and you're like, why has he got so yeah. much energy? And why does he talk like that? That's me. I love that guy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, should we move on from um, JT's nutty professor gag to um, the hardened trade? Because that is just mind-blowing that that happened to me. For people who don't know, James Harden has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets 
in a very confusing trade. But basically, the Brooklyn Nets, a team that is most recently famous for ruining themselves, for trading all of their future picks for um, some fading stars um, when they traded to the Celtics for Paul Pierce and and um, KG, have now... Um, they, that was that trade was so controversial, the NBA changed the rules, forcing teams to only be able to trade every second-year pick so they couldn't make a mistake that bad again. The Brooklyn Nets, Sean Marks from New Zealand, has done that again by trading seven, I repeat, seven picks, eight if you include the one they got from Cleveland for trading away um, uh, that big guy with an afro, eight picks... Eight picks for James Harden. They have mortgaged their whole future on the next two years. That is crazy. So I reckon I'd do it. But the only thing uh, that kills me is that it's the perfect trade if you had somehow, if if you were able to trade Kyrie away and keep Jared Allen, then that team is like incredible. But what Harden and Katie are such a good pairing, but then what, what role is Kyrie going to have in this? Hmm. My other thought as well is that with Brooklyn, I think Sean Marks can kind of bank on, as Guy brought up before, players want to live in New York and don't necessarily want to play for the Knicks. Like, you almost picks a less val- like less crucial for them than they are for, say, Milwaukee Bucks or the Cleveland Cavaliers because they can get – I reckon – Brooklyn's a great free agent destination. Yeah, but so, but so is the New York Knicks, and no one goes there anymore. You'd say the same thing about no, Golden no, State they're not. Warriors. They're not at all. What? No one wants no, well, to go play for the Knicks. Famously. No, no one's going to want. No one's going to want to play for the Nets when that when um if if KD leaves and their team falls apart and they've traded away all their assets. I uh, I think Paul's right here. I think the Knicks are like toxic. And no one wants to bar James Dolan. Oh no 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 no! no. I, I I I agree with them, but I'm saying the Brooklyn Nets, if this goes badly, will become toxic. Nah, Jay Z. I don't know. Well, I just think, I just think, um, you know, star players. It doesn't often matter that there's no other good players there. Just to go and be in New York and be play for Brooklyn, I think that's appealing. So the Golden State Warriors, who are, who are kind of a comparable situation where they pay all their money to three top players, um, have proven how valuable it is. Because if you're going to do a team like that, a superstar team with highly paid um, MVPs, it's absolutely imperative, absolutely crucial that you have draft picks to get cheap players on the roster so you can so you can stay relatively near the salary cap. Well, yeah, but hasn't... You go, Paul. So you go, JT. You go. So, but hasn't it also proven in the last couple of years that this is not that big a deal to have no picks anymore? Because all you need to do is take on salary dumps for two years and you'll get loads of picks back. Like, let's remember the Rockets six months ago had no picks. Now they're pretty good. Now they have a lot. Yeah, because the Rockets traded away injuries. These two guys will be unrestricted free agents. Like, they could, these guys could walk and they've got nothing to trade away for it. Nah, but there's wink deals going on here. Maybe, maybe we, we we don't know that. All, all I'm saying is there's a, a literal example of this happening 
just 10 years ago, literally with the Brooklyn Nets, the exact same team who have been banished to mm. NBA hell for the last but seven so years and now are doing the same thing again. It's crazy. But just like say KD, James Harden, Kyrie, they all leave when their contracts are up. Then they yeah. just have heaps of money. They can. I just think they can easily just get free agents to come and play in Brooklyn. Like it's so appealing. They've got great training facility. We've been there. We've toured it. People want to play in New York. Like all the players want, love playing in New York. Yeah, but they ha they, um, they hadn't been able to play do for that. The Knicks. Paul, they hadn't been able to do that for the last like six years until they finally rebuilt their team through drafting. Um. Yeah, I guess maybe. Um, but that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, even just look at I've Jeremy been... Grant. Like, he just went and played for Detroit, right? They paid him money, and he just went. I've got an allegation he'll, to make he'll here. He'll go to Brooklyn next time, you know? What? G Ger Jeremy Grant is not a good get. He's playing pretty well. He's a fine get. Yeah, he's a good get. Brooklyn is the, the – sorry, who are we talking about? Um, Detroit's like the worst team in the NBA. They're going to get relegated this yeah, season. Yeah, but if, if you get a few Jeremy Grants – you get a you get a star, you get a Victor Oladipo or something to come along. You're looking for what a team that will be. What a team, Jeremy Grant and Victor Oladipo. What a dream team. Okay, it's time for my allegation. My hands up, guy. I think you need to take a long, hard look in the mirror because I think you might be suffering from tall puppy syndrome here. You're seeing Sean Marks out there, and you're trying to cut him down. He's risen too high. Give yeah. the man a break. Yeah, well, good point. Has, good point. He has turned Brooklyn around pretty quick, you know. He's. I think he's done a but pretty he, good job. But I, he, I don't he, like trading away he, picks. But I'm just, I'm just trying to defend him because I, I do think it, it matters way less for him than it does for, um, even Brooklyn years ago when they were starting out and they had no picks. They rose pretty quickly. Okay. Can I just, can I, no, 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 no. Can I just, can I say this? I love Sean Marks. Shout out to New Zealand. What a country, right? The Brooklyn Nets were smashed into the ground. It was the GM before Sean Marks and Kenny Aitchinson, the coach, who rebuilt mm -hmm. the team with um, with good draft picks, low draft picks. They, they, they pulled Spencer Dinwiddie and co out of nowhere, right? And then Sean Marks came in and traded some of those assets and um, cleared the space, which they eventually had when they got KD off the books, finally, after years of being in NBA hell. Um, and then he did that and turned that into KD and Kyrie, who wanted to come there, correct? And then now he's gone too far and created a mental team who could win this year, but I think is very unlikely because they've got three scorers and no defense. It's insane. So just a bit of a... Tangent here, but do you think that the news and New Zealand knows that Sean Marks is a New Zealander? Because if there's one thing the news is desperate for, it's like tangential connections to anything <laughs> happening in the world. And you never see stuff about Sean Marks, but you'll get like, if there's like a bomb goes off in Berlin, then you'll get like Tony from, from Martin rung up because he was once in Berlin like 15 years ago. <laughs> what, what's going on? Do you know what I mean? You never see Brooklyn stuff on the news. Um, yeah, no, I Sean Marks. I don't think. Sean Marks. Yeah, sorry. Well, I just don't Sean think the New Zealand gets media... My bad, my bad. <laughs> Go. I was just saying, Sean Marks definitely gets shout-outs. It's just no one cares because no one knows what a general manager is. So he definitely gets mentioned in the sports pages, but just not enough. 
Yeah, guys, so, I think you were a little bit wrong about the GM before Sean Marks be, like doing great things. You, he was you've got to remember so that Sean Marks. Sh- yeah, but Sean he was Marks GM for GM. one month or yeah, one <laughs> month. It was a hell of a month though. They went Billy no, King. No, no, they I, went Frank Zanon for one month. <laughs> oh, and then Sean Marks. <laughs> yeah, Frank Zanon. Oh, is 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 is, is that Zanin. true? So how long? Sh- so, so maybe I've got my wires crossed. How long was Sean Marks the um, GM for? Yeah, Sean Marks We've has done the re- he's the one who did the rebuild. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, Frank Zanon sh- didn't do nothing. Sorry, I sorry, I stand, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Sean Marks did the rebuild. I, I apologize. I retract. I'll put up with a lot, but I will not hear Frank Zanon's name dragged through the mud by you, Paul. <laughs> Who is Frank Zanon? <laughs> so. Um, that month can, was good, man. That month. <laughs> can I ask you guys, though? Can I ask you guys an honest question? Do you think a team that has got three attacking superstars and almost nothing else is is challenging for a final? Because I don't think I don't. I think they can win the East because the East sucks. But I, I I don't think they're the favourites in the East. I think it's Boston or Milwaukee, and I don't think they're a legitimate contender. I don't think they have a chance against the Lakers, and they don't have a chance against the Clippers. That's my opinion. I have no faith in this team purely because I just think, yeah, a little bit correct. You know, Kyrie, James Harden. I just don't see it. it I don't don't ever see them being like a great team. You know, they'll have guys who can put up huge numbers, but you need a you need to kind of mesh as a team. But um, the big shame of it is, is like imagine how exciting. Like if there were crowds and stuff, I would be like, this is awesome what he's done because he's just made this like circus show team that you know would be so fun to go along and watch and stuff but with that gone it's like you kind of lose all the benefits you get from having the circus team and you're just stuck with like the bad side which is like them maybe being combusting i don't know being crazy yeah so i i i can't wait to see it i do think they have a chance and that is the greatness of kd will take them a long way because i think he's so amazing but um, yeah, I'll be interested to see. JT, what do you think? Oh, so I've just sorry I've zoned out because I went and found a picture of Frank Zanin. So first, first, <laughs> f- first, first thing to say is that if you type Frank Zanin, there's only one image <laughs> comes up, and it was from him as he's been hired by the Knicks, and his picture looks like okay. So imagine you're playing a game where you have like 40 photos of different men, and you have different mm. like occupations or facts about them. But yeah, you don't know anything yeah. about them, and and the fact you had was 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 the Brooklyn Nets manager for a month. <laughs> You'd be like, it's this yeah. guy. He's wearing the most <laughs> ill-fitting suit. <laughs> he looks like he, could, he, he looks like he could be twenty, but also could be fifty. <laughs> He's yeah, incredible. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, so he actually, I was looking at his um, basketball reference page, and in his month, he actually did on January tenth. He had a big uh, a big day where he fired Lionel Collins as head coach and appointed Tony Brown as head coach. I don't remember Tony Brown ever being an NBA coach. I remember more the Tony Brown first five for the Otago Highlanders uh, rugby player. But um, it looks like Tony Brown only only coached them for forty five games and then maybe was was sacked. So Frank right, Zanin's hey. one move was quite quickly so, um so i've just located marks. he's come a long way because i've just found a photo of him with 
um, with the late Kobe Bryant and his suit. His, he's wearing quite a nice suit. Um, and that was posted by TJ Zanin, Frank's brother, who's got 58 followers. So obviously a little bit of an awkward at the uh, Christmas do about who's doing the best. Okay. Yeah, nice. Can we stop talking about Frank Zanin now, please? <laughs> okay. I've got an amazing stat for you guys. Kyrie Irving missed two games and was also fined the maximum fine. His two games fine was like $800,000 and the maximum fine in the NBA or whatever is $50,000. So in that week he took off, he lost $850,000. I reckon even Bill Gates or some other rich guy would be shocked to lose that much money. Like that $850,000, that's insane. Did he only miss two games? Maybe but more, he did, I think. But, but, but he didn't report for like 10 days, so the fine is for not yeah. reporting for work. It's not how many yeah, – wow. there's a game There's a game payment and then there's a another payment. And all, I, I want to say one thing on Kyrie because I actually have recently done a 180 on it, and, and I really feel like – I'm not saying any of the like ESPN or like the mainstream reporters are – well, I think they're biased against Kyrie and they, the way they spin that the whole narrative is about him being like – Okay, let's put it this way. Kyrie's been very open about like various mental health struggles, right? So if a person from my workplace, so say someone was, I was like, hey, where's Guy? And then Guy's boss said, uh, we haven't heard from Guy for two weeks. My reaction would be, God, I hope Guy's all right. It wouldn't be like yeah. turn around at the water cooler and be like, mm. this guy is not a good teammate. <laughs> He's letting yeah, everyone down. Yeah. He doesn't need the money. Yeah, yeah. He should just retire. It's very weird. No, but, but yeah. just to back that up though, um, you, if you are taking a mental health leave, um, you should tell your employer and as opposed to just going missing because it seemed like the, the team was like questioning him as much as the media was, I feel. Oh, 100%. I'm, it, it, not ideal if you're the team. I'm just saying like uh, – it's just a funny example of how you absorb stuff and don't think about it. And my first my first take was, oh, Kyrie, what, he's gone AWOL. He's got COVID from being at a Christmas party. But then – I saw some other stuff, which was like, we don't actually know what's going on. Why is that our first reaction? So that's all I'll say on the Kyrie situation. Mm. Um, on that note, um, Carl Anthony Towns, who um, had seven members, members of his family die, including his mum and his grandma die, who was crying on the bench in the introductions in a preseason game and um, did a quote after a game saying, the old me is dead. You can talk to Carl Anthony Towns, but he's not there anymore. Um, who seriously seemed to be suffering from serious depression, and they just like everyone just acted like that was fine. He now has COVID, and uh, for me, it just kind of emphasizes how ludicrous it is that the NBA is continuing on as America approaches or has passed four hundred thousand deaths or whatever they're at now, and it's just ludicrous that these guys are flying around just to play in front of different advertisements i don't even know why they don't just play in a bubble like it's it's insane it's insanity yeah so that's what i was saying when i said cancel the season because to be honest like i'm loving it and then there'll be five players out from covid and it really brings reality home to me and i'm like oh this is a real bummer i don't don't understand why they're not doing a bubble is it just purely because they thought at some point crowds would be allowed back in no, nah, I think oh, the players wouldn't. won't do it. No, nah, because even if you look at their statements now, they're like all the main players are pretty quick on to come out saying we shouldn't do a bubble. It's crazy that we should just cancel the season. Oh, yeah, so right. it's like, this is this bizarre co- compromise where they're just going to have terrible games because everyone's out out through COVID. 
But um, they don't necessarily have to do a bubble, but just all you don't don't play the games in like different arenas. Just have like one arena in the middle of the country that everyone flies to, plays their games, and then flies home. I don't know. There's got to be a safer way. Um, JT, um, have you got another? Can you bring the vibe up with a good conspiracy theory or something like that? What else did you want to uh, cover in your list of things? Yeah, I was just going to do a whole bit on cancel culture, but um, I might park that actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I just wonder, I've actually got something that will really bring the vibe up. So on this podcast, the most I've ever laughed is when you got you and Paul told me this story about um, uh, the, uh, Danny Green, uh, Danny Green, Danny Green <laughs> saying, you know, I had to do it one time. Yeah. And and so I've been, uh, for however, you know, that's probably six months ago, I've been saying, you know, I had to do it one time pretty consistently since then. But I now have a new NBA, um, social media NBA inspired catchphrase, and it comes from LeBron James himself. And it's Yabba Dabba Doo, Old Navy. Now, do you guys know oh, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I watched that today. Unreal. Uh, no idea. So. So, guys, so um, basically someone – so um, LeBron James does what all great influencers do on Instagram and you j- just uh, post a video of himself rapping along to other people's songs, like in the car or at the gym or whatever. But yeah. someone someone noticed that he t- clearly does not know the lyrics to the song he's rapping on at all. And at one point cle- seems to clearly say, yabba dabba do, old navy. <laughs> And so, so people people have been going back through all his old videos, just like identifying all the points where, he, like, and all the times he clearly has no idea what the lyrics are. But I absolutely love it. It's so embarrassing yeah, that so, people rap along to to rap songs like that. So the guy but whose song the, it is even retweeted it and said, "The sureness made me question my my own <laughs> lyrics because the confidence LeBron has when he says it." <laughs> But is that just a confidence to have? Like, if I could do what LeBron James does, like, so the equivalent of being that good at your job would be, like, me being the CEO of five um, top ten companies at the same time. Like, in terms of his field, he's, like, so much better than everyone else. So does that just give him the confidence to do stuff that would I would, like, be utterly mortified at doing? Totally, totally. But I think we all, like, enjoy I think it's the a mixture of both. Up. Paul... You because are was, abusing the well, hand system. My hand's on right now. Yours is Yeah, isn't. Paul, that um, was you, Guy. My um my thought is that you to, to firstly to get to be like a an an NBA all-star, like I think the confidence levels you you need to even get there are so insanely high. But then added with having prolonged success, uh that just adds more confidence. So yeah, I think I don't know what the question was. I don't know what nah, I'm saying. I think you're right, Paul. Like I've always thought it's like surgeons, lawyers, oh, sorry, surgeons, judges, and basketball stars all have to have the same sort of like unquestioning confidence because if you ever questioned your own conf- your ability to do something, you couldn't do your job, but it must seep over to your day-to-day life. Yeah. And so many, you know, it's, like often the 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 bad NBA players or the players who like flame out of the league in like dramatic fashion. So currently the guy in the headlines kind of is Kevin Porter Jr., who I prior to that draft I was trying to find comments on Reddit, but I was had red flags about him. He was giving me, um, you know, loose cannon vibes. He, um, you know, when a player does kind of flame out, uh, they it's often because 
they have that crazy confidence, but like, you know, they're not good enough to kind of warrant it. Paul, is Kevin Porter brother of Michael Porter? No, that's, I think he does have a brother. I think his name's Jonte Porter, um, Michael Porter's junior's brother. But Kevin Porter Jr. was the same draft or the draft before or after? After maybe. Um, but he's the guy for the Cavs. And he, whoa, he whoa, recently wait. threw a tantrum. <laughs> wait, go. No, I was just saying, JT, are you suggesting that Kevin Porter Jr. and Michael J- Porter Jr. are <laughs> brothers? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, Different yeah. dad. It's one, no, same mum. But <laughs> one, one one's dad was Kevin and the other was Michael. Um, and she had a thing for men who Love wanted porters. to name their kids. <laughs> yeah, porters and no, because um, actually she just loved, loved hotel- naming their kids after themselves. She loved hotel porters, and it's their last name. The dad's last name isn't actually even Porter. They were just porters. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but um, Kevin Porter Jr. So he recently. The Cavs, I think, in the Harden deal, they acquired Torian Prince. And I didn't think it was kind of wrong what they did. Like, they moved Kevin Porter's locker and gave Torian Prince him his one. And they moved Kevin Porter to, like, supposedly, like, the wall where the, like, kind of end of bench guys were. And I just thought, why? Like, you shouldn't move a guy's locker, I don't think, mid-season. I think that's wrong. But didn't he I go mental and throw some? No, didn't he go mental and throw some food though? Yeah, afterwards, as a result of it. So, so you can't, my, my, I'm saying you can't. You can't blame the reaction. You gotta. Mm, you gotta. You can't. You can blame the reaction. Yeah. So look, nah, this is my I'm take on this, Paul. So I always try to relate things back to my workplace, and I thought the same thing. If I came into work, well, we, we actually have flexi working, but I ignore it and just leave my keyboard out every day. But anyway, if I didn't, if someone moved me, and so say a new guy new guy started, and they, a new person, mm-hmm. sorry, Paul, sorry, um, and someone started, and they're like, oh, we've moved your stuff, and we want this new person who's better than you to be there, and you sit with over the Victorian scrubs. Prince. I'd it's be like, oh, Prince. I'd be like, that's really weird. That's like super weird. This makes me not want to be at this company. But mm-hmm. so he's you're not he's not at fault for having the reaction. But what I'm telling you is, if you're an adult and you throw food out of anger nah, in the I'm workplace, you've lost. You're <laughs> in the wrong. So time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. Heartbreak City. Heartbreak City is all I can really say. Markel Fultz out for the season. Torn ACL. Kill me. End of Magic Mayhem. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, JT, you've listened to um, Magic Mayhem for a while now. I feel like every week it starts with Heartbreak City. Uh, no, I actually think that um, there's been some really great mayhem over the last year. But And I just wanted to actually put my own mayhem in. And it's actually very related. As you guys know, my Markel Fultz 
City Edition Magic Top just turned up. <laughs> but not great timing. But I've actually got an announcement to make um, that's really going to cheer you up, Paul. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I have, I think you might even know, I have a Magic, a retro, a vintage even, starter brand Magic hat. Would you like it as a gift? I mean, I, I feel bad accepting it, but I'd love it. But I'll I'll pay you money for it. Uh, wow. No, no, no dineros required. It's, it was going to get nah. um, put in storage. Oh, well, let's talk wow. about that offline. But I'll pay I'll pay money for it. But yeah, I would love it. Um, can I put a positive spin on it, Paul? Hmm. So I admit to all the Magic fans out there that this is a tragedy. The Magic started. They started like they were the New York Knicks, like flying out the gates. I think they won their first five games. And, I mean, it helped. They had two games against Washington. We didn't even get to touch on them. What a disaster. But um, it's been uh, so sad to see the team that was already injured get even more injured. But the one positive Mm. thing is that, like, I mean, maybe this year with the turmoil and the East being a bit shambolic and the Raptors exploding – there was a chance maybe they get like a fifth or a fourth seed. But realistically, like this team, the future is a way off. It's about Markel. It's about Jonathan Isaac. They need to pull the trigger on some of their older and, um, mm-hmm. you know, depreciating assets who are still useful. Someone might might want a v- Vucevic. Oh, Vucevic is like borderline MVP. Yeah, okay. Well, that, that's, that's, uh, like, that's, that's a no, slight number wise. But my point is, yeah, my you point know, is, twenty-two my, point double double. My my my, my point is that this is this is the gun to the heads that the front office needs to go. Look, we're cooked now. There's no fans in the stadium, so we don't have to worry about ticket sales. Let's just right now get some young assets and build around Jonathan Isaac like they should be. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's they have been getting young assets. That's literally all they've been doing. But um, I've got the stats now in front of me. No, no, this no. Is my the point big is three. Be, okay. What's the point? What's the point? My, my point, the point. My point. My point was that the Magic keep on making the playoffs with these shit kickers and not getting high draft picks. Whereas, like, this is the year to to get a high They've draft been pick and also draft get picks? and also get draft picks, but be beyond uh, what they're. It's just. It's. I, I think it's a promising opportunity to rebuild a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been rebuilding is what we've been doing, but um. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know, but it annoys me people keep saying that on Magic Community Online, um, and it's like, yeah, that's what we've been doing. We've been getting Markel, getting Jonathan Isaac, getting Mo Bamba, Chuma, Cole Anthony, but but, but you just no, but mean like been, getting a high, an even higher pick. Yeah, and trading and trading for assets as well. Yeah, just like not the, the Magic have been fighting for the playoffs. I'd say for the last few years, and when they and they're trying no, to rebuild I, on I the like, side, but I prefer, go for rebuild. I prefer, yeah, but I I just don't like I don't think it's healthy to kind of intentionally lose with young guys, and I prefer the kind of Raptors method of developing guys while staying while trying to develop a good winning culture. Yeah, because you look at the teams that kind of do the opposite, and they so often just never bounce back. Like they just the players are just I, I, suck because they 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 started losing and they just never lost losing. I'm glad you said that, Paul, because I've actually got a great quote here from Locke, the Utah Jazz um, journalist and expert. He said, um, the biggest, he tweeted, the biggest myth in the NBA is that you can just rebuild. 
nearly 30% of the league has been really bad for an extended period of time and had draft picks and at the top and still suck and, me- and are still stuck in mediocrity. When you have mm. top winning, level winning talent, you have to pay them and keep them. But um, my, my argument is that, is, that, is that now is the time for them to move on from some of those players to get that top level talent. That's my argument, but yeah. Um, JT, are you still with us? Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, I'm just going to come clean, actually. I recently got a new knee um, sleeve by the brand is, <laughs> the brand is Zamst. And so I just opened it then, and then I pulled out this this picture of um, Trey Young, and I was and I didn't know he was the Zamped um, spokesman, and I turned it around, and it's a postcard, and I just thought it's the most genius marketing I've ever seen. I'm going to send this Trey Young Zamped <laughs> um, pr- promotional postcard to someone. They're going to get the thrill of their life. I I, I I hope I'm the um, recipient of that Trey Young postcard. Shout out to Zamped. And now we're giving them a free plug as well on this very successful podcast. Um, just before we go, I, I maybe there's a segment in this. I wanted to share a, a, a mind-blowing fact um, for you all. And I got this from Reddit, so I don't know how reliable it is. But the fact was, the quote was, the Warriors are spending $82.4 million, including luxury tax, for Kelly Oubre Jr. this season. $82.4 million for Kelly Oubre. Well, you got a drip to get a drip. Yeah. So just to give you just to give you context, the NBA salary cap for the whole team is $109 million, but the Warriors are so far over the top tax that Kelly Oubre... It's funny, it's funny how hard it is to say his name, because his last name's Oubre. You start saying Kelly Oubre... But anyway, I thought that was an amazing Kelly. stat. Well, Kelly Oubre. But it's not just for him. Isn't that just that you're probably taking the, the, tax. the whole team's tax? Right? No, no, no. Of course. Of, of, of course. But but by signing so Kelly Oubre at the start Curry. of the season. Yeah. No, but by si- but if they didn't sign Kelly Oubre, they wouldn't have people, to pay $82 million. I think but people really are sleeping on them. Like if if Clay hadn't got injured, for me, they're, they're winning. A title? No, 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 no. I, I wouldn't say they're the favourites, but they are one of they're one of the top teams. Absolutely. If Clay hadn't got injured, who's better than them with Clay? The Lakers. I, d- I disagree. I'll tell you what. Kelly had twenty three points to beat the Lakers. So yeah, he's worth back. It, I reckon he's back, baby. He's back. <laughs> also, we need to talk about um, Andrew Wiggins. He is back. He's Wiggins back. <laughs> is back. Not that he ever went away. Bo- I've got a huge bombshell to drop to end the pod. I've got a bombshell. What? You guys ready for it? What? Yeah. Hey, you know how we laughed and laughed about what a loser TJ Zanon is and how much better Frank Zanon is? Well, <laughs> get a load of this. Guess who the guess who um, the head of um, personnel scouting at the New York Knicks is? TJ Zanon. So, wow. Dare to dream, He's everyone. Back, baby. What a legend. Inspirational to us all. Um, I want, what's Frank Zanon up to? Well, we don't know. Okay, we've got it in the podcast here. My name's been Guy Williams. I don't do that. Um, they call me, um, yeah, no, I'm JT Zanon. <laughs> Shout out to JT oh, wow. Zanon. The third, the third No relation. Brother. No, no oh, relation. Okay. Yeah, Thanks. just coincidence. Thank you all for listening and uh, we'll see you next 
next time, um, please tell your friends. Catch you later. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.